had uh, on my job site now, we had some deep excavation. So we're building a assisted living facility. So for this job, you know, the footer's what, like two foot deep in the ground. So to have actual storm pipe and utilities at 32 feet in the ground, oh, it yeah. was, 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 was like nothing we would ever thought would happen. But we found out that apparently they're building this site and the utilities underneath it because there's going to be a school up the road. And so they're accounting for the runoff going from sloping from that school down to under our site. And it's going to go down and yada, yada, down the highway. So anyway, there was a point where the guys, I mean, it's that four or five foot mark, right? It's five yeah. feet it, that they're like, you got to have a trench box. And the guys, um, they wanted to, to step it or slope it. And we told them uh, for B and G, if we don't know the type of soil, automatically you got to have a trench box and i know it sucks i know you just want to get in there probably nothing's going to happen but even at five feet if something were to cave in on your leg it's gone like it's broken like you, you're not you may not even be able to have to get get that thing out of there and so, you can get away with sloping as long as you've got at least a tight b soil you can bench it right you can and we come didn't up four have foot back come up four foot and back or you could slope it or you can literally just dig it vertical and get the trench box style sheets and have it all braced that way. So you, when you're down, it all depends. Everything depends on how big a hole it is. I mean, or how wide the skinnier right. the hole, I would either rather have it sloped or yeah. Trench box around me. Right. But if it's type C and you don't know the type of soil, then automatically right. you gotta, you gotta have but it. You can, right? Like I said, you can check it with a penetrometer. And that's, that's that. what I had. Yeah, that's what I had to do every morning. I, I had to go punch the soil on the walls on where may, we had a benched. And maybe that would have helped me if I would have known what that is. Now that I know what that is. Hey, there you go. That might help me the next time. Um, if you guys got a United Rentals down your buy in. Yeah, we do. Call them up and have them come out and do their competent person for excavations. Yeah, they should have somebody trained to be able to. Or hopefully, anyhow, I know ours do up here. That's where we had some send some guys through the competent person training through them. Or you can find your local college and so on and so forth for competent person for excavations. It's a pretty in-depth course, but it is well worth the time to get somebody trained cool. in that. So, Clyde, you know, what is – one, I have two questions. What – what has kept you in construction all these years, right? You've, you've, you mentioned it. You've seen a lot of horrific stuff. You've construction is not an easy um, career to be in, but you've, you've stayed at it and you've kept it and you love it as do Davis and I one. And then, you know, off of that, what's, what's your favorite part about being a carpenter or being in construction? What's your least favorite part? Uh, the reason I've stuck with it is my love of design and building things. And also knowing that myself and the crew and all the workers around us are building something for the community and for the future, yeah. for our future generations. It's you're leaving a living legacy. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And I've had some apprentices that I've that everybody's gonna have it. You're only you're gonna have people that are just there for the paycheck. And I kind of was like, 
okay? You've got more potential in you. This is the reason why we do this this way. I says, think back to our forefathers. I says, these men and women of all walks of life had built the Empire State Building, our road system, our railway system, our hospitals, mm. our dams, our power plants. So we have the living that we have. And they kind of think about it a little bit. And then a lot of them have changed their mind. A lot of them have, it's like, you know what, that makes sense. And kind of put a little bit more effort and pride into their work. Yeah. You still have a couple that are just still there just for the paycheck. Which gets aggravating, but it's part of life. Yeah. So, so on top of that, you know, I guess you kind of answered the question, but what what would you say is is the favorite part of your day when you get to go into work, and then the least favorite part? Oh, favorite part of the day is usually first thing in the morning when I'm opening the job site up, getting the tools out. Mm-hmm. Thinking about what we're doing that day. And then sometimes the worst part of the days you get to dealing with an aggravating sub or mm. a client that's not on the same page as you. And it, you kind of get aggravated, but then you have to think, do some critical thinking and some tactical thinking on how you word things. So, I mean, yeah, it can get frustrating in that respect, but. It's still, you know, you're there to make the client happy and so on and so forth. So you kind of grin and bear it, thinking the whole big picture. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how that would be frustrating for sure. I think that's wise for any, I don't think even just being a carpenter or superintendent, right? At any point in life, whenever you may not know the other person, to, you know, the frustrating part can be how you how you speak to them. But as you know, Clyde, probably that, I think the superintendent more than anybody has to be a masterful communicator because they have to communicate all the way up to the client, all the way down to just a day labor, right? And they have to be able to yes. talk to a truck driver and they got to be talking to the project manager for another sub. It could be a very sophisticated sub. It could be not sophisticated. And so there's all these different types of people and the best superintendents I see take time to listen to people that actually understand, not just, okay, got it, keep moving, but then also they know how to, to communicate back to that person. So if it's a truck driver that um, is a truck driver and he's just there to unload his, a skid of stuff and get out and get back on the road, like, how do you talk to him? How Then how do you swap immediately? And you might have your owner in the in the trailer and you got to change to maybe a more professional setting. How do you do that Like on a dime? And it's crazy <laughs> to me. I, I, I love watching it. I literally love my superintendent now because he's from – a southern part of Alabama, Hueytown, and man, he'll get that accent going, and you don't even understand what he's talking about. And then he'll walk in and still be talking like that, and then change it just like instantly and be professional. And I'm just like, what were you just talking about? Because to me, I gotta know, Clyde. I know one of the reasons how I figured out just your LinkedIn profile. You've been working on the random thought of construction um, a day, and I, yes. you're on a day a hundred something now. But yeah. tell us how you got that idea. Um, and I, I know you're enjoying it because you're still doing it, but tell us about that and what are you hoping to get out of it? Uh, it kind of started through following um, 
some people like Jerry Alberti, Matt Verdamo, and a couple other ones. And it was like, you know what? They're putting out some good content, giving their thoughts, helping people. Um, I decided since I'm in a position where I'm at and with my knowledge, it's like, you know, this would be a good way to get some random thoughts out of my head to pass that knowledge on to somebody younger, somebody coming up in the trade. And I think yeah, today was day 173 that I did a post for International <laughs> Women's Day. That's awesome. That's really cool. And I, I took a spinoff on that too, that I'm on episode two. I'm getting ready to record episode three this week on construction talks unfiltered, where I'll pick one of my random thoughts and then go into a lot more depth on it. Like episode one, I talked about just myself, introduced myself, telling everybody what I was planning on doing to try to set it up like a podcast. But eventually, what I'm hoping to get into is I'm seriously considering after a couple more years of maybe getting into consulting with my own firm yeah, to help other companies. Heck yeah. That way I can speak. That's why it's a little bit out of my comfort zone sometimes, some of the videos that I've done, <laughs> which that's I'm still good. working on. Yeah, That's right. You're pushing yourself. That's what you want. But episode three that I, I still haven't recorded, I, I record them on StreamYard. And then yep. when I put it on the post, you have to hit the link hmm. to see the whole video right now. But I've got Filmora on my laptop and that here. And then Matt gave me, we had a conversation the other day for about the half hour. Awesome. He gave me the idea of why don't I do a short video? that could pop up immediately and then in that video say a quick little bit about what you know that topic for the day is about and then to then at the end of it to see the whole conversation or see the whole thoughts on it to hit the link and then they can go most of them are first two the first one was like seven minutes long the second one was 12 minutes long and it was on um respect biases and retention in the industry mm. is what my episode two was about but yeah that's between my random thought of the day and uh that one they kind of trying to help me promote the trades and help those younger ones coming up give them something to think about oh, that's awesome i want to yeah. Encourage you. I know you said you're you're in your uncomfortable setting, but man, keep pushing yourself. I know you you will, but you keep on learning, keep on growing. Um, I wanna I want you to after the podcast maybe send me an email with with a link so we can get that out because that's awesome. You have yeah. a wealth of knowledge like you talked about, and maybe you do want to start your consulting business in a few years, like you said. But keep on building your brand and what you're doing. It's pretty it's pretty awesome. I want to encourage you to keep pushing, and if we can ever help. Both know for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. With yeah, building a brand, I learned in the last few years with the race team that I was working with. I was besides being a crew chief on setting oh, cool. the late model up, I was 
also our like Facebook host for the fan page. So I'd have to keep coming up with posts and videos and this and that to promote the team. And it's like, well, I'm kind of doing the same thing now, but just with myself. Right. And I'm also we're we're working at trying to get our two car team back up and running. I had left that team down here and rejoined with my little brother who's got a powder coating business in PA and we raced years ago before I moved down here. Well, he come out of semi-retirement and got back into it. Now we're going to try to have a two car team with both him and myself, both driving. So I'm going to step out of the setup area and get back behind the wheel and see what I can do with a a dirt lane model. That's awesome. (laughs) Glad is a, Man of many hats and many talents. That's right, many talents for sure. sure. Well, Clyde, as we wind down, we always ask these last few questions, and I'm excited to hear from you on this. If you are going to encourage someone to come into the construction industry, what are some qualities you think they should have? Uh, Have an open mind. Be willing to learn. Uh, Respect, which goes across everything kids nowadays i mean granted i've been born in 64 i was brought up in a way different time where you're taught to respect your elders respect authority respect humans period right and you don't see that nowadays and trying to deal with that when you're seeing absolute disrespect don't come into the trades with that attitude. It's you're not going to get far. You're going to get blackballed, so to speak. Because I mean, word gets around. Just like on episode two, when I was talking about retention, companies want to keep people. Well, so the guys respect. If you want a superintendent to travel with you, you're going to have to cover their hotel and, and so on and so forth. Because you're not going to have many guys out there. I know I, for one, if I'm three hours away from home, I really don't want to pay for a hotel room when I'm already paying for a mortgage and covering a family here. That's right. That's right. But then, you know, I've seen a lot of companies over the years where you get these little clicks. Guys that are grouped together that say they've been there for a while. Mm-hmm. And you got a superintendent that favors them when you got call some guys out of the hall to come in to man the job up that are performing better than them than the guys that have been with the company for a long time, yet they're getting disrespected and then they turn around and get laid off. Yeah. It's like you're not showing those guys respect. Word of that gets around. Yeah. And that could help it could hurt your bottom line on many things i mean you're not going to have that word gets around the guys aren't going to want to come work for you for one two you could end up being the low bid on a job and the client has heard rumors that you've had manpower problems or little Mm -hmm. infighting problems on the job site they're liable to overlook your bid and go with somebody higher that's got a record of not having any problems yeah and then the same the other way if you've got a real good track reputation you might be third or fourth from the lowest bid 
yet you still may get the job because of that fact, because of your reputation as a company. Everybody has to realize that everybody you're representing that company when you're out there at work. Yeah. Even though you just might be there for a paycheck for, for a short period of time, you're still representing that company and representing yourself as a brand. It, it, what's sad what's sad about that is all that is is pride. Yeah. All that is is pride. Right. It's exactly what it is. But I mean it happens a lot. I mean, I've seen companies that have superintendents that have absolutely no business running a job. Yeah. But yet they're still there and the company has started going downhill from it because of that. And they still haven't woke up and realized that hey, you know, maybe the problem is this person on this job. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, everything that you said, I hope that whoever's listening, especially young, younger generation, really soaks in exactly what you said because it's that's coming from someone who's been in this business for a very long time, who's seen a little bit of everything, it sounds like, and, and you've worn many, many hats. And hearing you say this uh, is invaluable. You know, it's like someone taking a college class without having to pay for it. I mean, as, if you can stick this information in your brain and bring it into a new job or a new company, it, it's going to be tenfold what you can do there. But Clyde, um, just to 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 close, you know, like I said before, you, you've worn many hats. You've done many different things. It, it seems like you could build a, an entire building by yourself uh just with the knowledge that you have which is incredible you know with all that and everything that you learn if you could go back in time what would you tell your 20 year old self what advice would you give uh probably my 20 year old self i would say what who you run around with so you don't screw your marine corps career up there you go Uh, it's there's a story behind that let's I screwed up in 88 and got demoted. Mm. I got my corporal strike back, but service limitations for rank as an E4 were eight years. So I didn't have a whole lot of choice, but to get out. I mean, I, I got an honorable discharge and everything, but my record book says recommended for reenlistment, but not eligible because of my rank. Everything was froze. I couldn't get promoted. So I couldn't get that extra strike to be able to stay in at that time. Well, Clyde, we we truly appreciate your service to this country and and uh, all that you've done for us, and and thank you for taking the time to come on here and, and talk to two young bucks and and give us a little bit of your wisdom and, and your knowledge and and share your story because truly uh, it's it's an awesome story, and I learned a, a, a great deal just listening to you. Uh, I can only imagine what the people on the job site learn from being around you and get to learn from you. So thank you again for your time and, and thank you for, for coming on tonight. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. It was, it was fun and it was an honor talking to you and passing oh, my you. knowledge along to like your podcast, laying foundations, try to get the younger ones in. We all, we got to keep promoting because yeah, the workforce out here is aging mm-hmm. and the younger ones coming in are getting fewer and far between, but we still got to keep pushing along. Thanks, Todd. You're welcome.